Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, The Queens of Banter. You are joined back again with Buki and Maria. And we also have our special guest, CB. Yes, yes. AKA Super CB. Superstar. Yes, he is actually a local celeb. Um, local celeb in the building. Um, we had to do a lot to get CB in this room because he's hard to find because he's this, you know, high commodity, you know. So we're really excited to have CB here today. And we're just going to be bantering a little bit Banter. with you, CB. <laughs> So CB, first, how how's your week been so far? Some it's it's pretty early, but mm-hmm. how's your week going? Yeah, great so far. You know, making music, working on new things. So yeah, nice to get into that creative space, and I'm so happy to be on this podcast with my two queen sisters, queens wow. of dancer. Like I'm so grateful to be the second guest on this podcast yes cb great things coming yeah i love that that. we're so grateful to have you here today on this wonderful day and um and you mentioned music um i remember you released something last summer right Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that creative process yeah so you know i usually go to the studio or look up some beats and yeah i mean there's so many parts of each of us whenever we're creating something um you know our upbringing our culture you know what we like to listen to as well Mm -hmm. all of that kind of filters into that creative process and for me personally with my music I kind of try to channel my higher self into Mm. the lyrics the story the melody and kind of be bringing that you know, energy, um, yeah, into it. I love that. I love, yeah. love that, Steve. It's funny. I remember the first time I heard one of your songs, CB, me and Neri went on a trip to Washington, D.C., and you had oh. just released, um, what's the name of the song? Um, it's the one that, like, um, it's like in a jungle. Yeah, yeah, Born to Be. Yeah, Born to Be. song, yeah. You guys need to stream Born to Be because that is actually my jam. When I first heard it, I was like, that's my friend, Mm -hmm. celebrity. I I remember you texting me when that came out. That was such a sweet time. Yeah, you're very talented, Hasib. You're very talented, beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be bantering with you a little bit today, Hasib. Oh, my gosh, literally, like, just... Literally, we've known each other for so long at yeah. this point, and it's yeah. like each time it's it's like you're with your your family. Yeah. You know? yeah. Every time we hang out, I'm just like, oh wow, like these are my sisters. We literally yeah. have our sisters group chat. Right. Yeah, like, we really are. We really <laughs> yeah. are. It's we really have so fam. much fun in there. Mm-hmm. We get to really express our humor in there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get to know Asib, hilarious, oh. hilarious, unhinged. I'd say <laughs> unhinged. Yeah. Just yeah. the most unbelievable things comes out his mouth. <laughs> but we love it. We love it though. We love it. But um, yes, yeah, CB. So kind of talking a little bit more about your music. Hasib, you are first gen from mm-hmm. Pakistan, Pakistani. Mm-hmm. So how did your culture also influence your music a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, it took me a while because, you know, growing up in the States, it's like maybe in the 2000s, like we, I guess we're seen like, okay, like, oh, we're different than like, you know, the other people. Like we mm. actually have like a different language we speak at home and here we come to school, everyone's speaking English. Um And, you know, there's different, like, customs, holidays that people celebrate and just kind of, like, finding that um, middle ground of, like, okay, like, I used to hate my culture and be ashamed, you know, people would make fun of it. Oh, like, you know, South Asians, you know, have, like, weird food, weird smells, Mm -hmm. they look different, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, just common things that a lot of people of color experience, you know, in any space that they may be in in America, so... Mm. I know. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely relate to being ashamed of your culture and like trying to like lie or maybe like hide things about yourself. Just like, for example, like I'm Ghanaian American, but like I wouldn't bring that up in like regular conversation. Like as a kid, I'd try to like align myself with African American kids. So, like, mm-hmm. was there like a culture? 
a popular culture like in school that you try to align yourself with? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of just, I guess, would be with every every kind of kid. There there were a few South Asians um, in my school as well, so just kind of like getting to see more of like, um, I guess, just like a mix, like East Asian, you know, African American, mm-hmm. and you know, white as well. So yeah, that's good that you were able to like go to at least to an environment that was like diverse mm-hmm. you know i grew up nigerian american in a majority white you know class like i remember from like preschool up until about eighth grade i was like one of the few black people in my class and then even like going home like i would only really see like a lot of um other nigerians so like it was definitely like um it was a crisis. I was looking at a little bit of a crisis because I was unsure about who I was, like, culturally. Because um, when I'm at home, I'm Nigerian. When I was at school, I was confused. I wasn't confused because, like, I think the kids expected me to be African-American. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to assimilate as well. So I tried to fit into Cauc- Caucasian cultures as well. But at the end of the day, I think being in a diverse space, it just helps you to celebrate all, mm-hmm. all people. You're able to see, be comfortable in whatever culture you're in because, like, mm-hmm. there's so many different cultures so many all different around, cultures. you know? Mm-hmm. So I completely understand. We're all first gen here. Yeah. The first gen party. But, like, yeah, Haseeb, I'm glad that you were able to, like, embrace it. Do you feel like you started to embrace your culture more when you were younger? Or, like, or when did you feel like it was really, like, I love being Pakistani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely when I was older, I'd say, you know, it's kind of like a awakening that you have of, like, okay, like, there's actually just beautiful parts of your culture that you find, and you realize, okay, it's, it's not all ugly, it's not all bad, like I previously thought, you know, and maybe no one even told you to feel that way or did things to make you feel that way. Maybe you just thought that, inside you know whether that's you know just generational trauma in your own mind in your own consciousness of Mm. you know are we good enough like oh what are other people gonna think of us yeah you know yeah yeah. oh i love that there's so much uh judgment like that comes from having an immigrant background and so many things are misunderstood about us. Um, Speaking on that, on top of having your immigrant background, you do consider yourself a creative. Do you feel like you had any challenges embracing that creative side of yourself being first gen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause y'all know, like the parents (laughs) come here for a better life. So they, they want you to make money. You know, they think money is the, you know, solution to it all which i guess on some level it is but a very surface level yeah you know Mm -hmm. there's so much more like emotional needs that we all have and um in terms of creativity you like creativity is kind of driven on emotion Mm -hmm. almost instead of like the surface level logical aspect that's a completely different side of you know ourselves yeah the creative aspect is so much more internal Mm -hmm. that's true you know like i feel like i can understand my parents to a degree because like they came from this hustle culture like they've seen a lot of poverty so like Mm -hmm. coming to a place like america which i don't know how they started the propaganda of america being um you know easy breezy beautiful Mm -hmm. cover girl Mm -hmm. but it's not it's It's not. not And they come here and they struggle for a better life, especially Mm -hmm. for like their kids. Mm -hmm. And I think like in the world that we live in now, there like there's so much profit in so many different like careers, including Mm -hmm. creativity, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it should be celebrated. Creativity should be celebrated as well. But also you have to understand you never you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And our parents come from a place where they're given a certain like playbook of information and then um that's all they have you like i said you don't know what you don't know where they came from having an education having a steady income that was the key to success but then you come to america and then 
the key like the opportunities for success are much wider like america just has a little bit more like economic mobility for people compared to where they came from so um for me like when it comes to like creativity i feel like i'm just now like in my adulthood having a chance to like embrace my creativity and really like use some of the gifts that i have that i felt like were absolutely useless you know Mm, definitely Mm. agree definitely agree even like i feel like creativity i feel like everyone has a creative side Mm -hmm. i don't think creativity is like something that like you know as a niche that some people are creative i think some people foster creativity a little bit more Mm -hmm. um you know some people like even their families may have fostered a little bit more i went to a creative arts school and still did not consider myself creative i was just like this went to school to go to school and it was like the it was the only public school my parents let me go to because they're like you have to audition to get in so it's it's a private school it's not a private school it's a public school (laughs) but with exclusion with exclusions yeah exactly but i am so glad that you're able to embrace your creativity hissy because you've been able to spread to other people too because like I can tell with your music, your music videos, like you're trying to spread a message like to other people. Like what, what would you say that your message is that you're trying to spread in your music? Mm, Yeah. I mean, you know, first I just wanted to say like, yeah, I mean, knowing you guys for so long and just now seeing you guys like tap into creating, you know, beautiful things and like using different media, like the podcast, like it's awesome to see. that, That is so dope. Um, but yeah, in terms of just the main message, I guess, in my work is, you know, always kind of reflecting how I'm feeling in my own journey, Mm -hmm. what I need to learn from my higher self and what I could kind of channel to spread to other people of, you know, the inner world, um, you know, and the spiritual aspect of all of us, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm really like... I'm really into, like, the spiritual aspect of certain things. I feel like I'm tapping into it in a different way now compared to the way that I was raised to tap into spirituality. But there's elements of what I was raised with that I'm still using to kind of enrich my physical life. So when you say that you, you know, communicate with your higher self, what does that really look like? Could you um, elaborate a little bit? Yeah, just, you know, getting into, like, different different states whether that's from you know a kind of you know meditation um you know exercising connecting with the physical body um yoga um and also you know just altered states you know altered Altered. yeah alters (laughs) wait wait are we are we talking about the naria naria you know what you're talking about like it to be explicit maybe our viewers don't it does not have to be explicit you're okay cv go ahead baby yeah so it's you know it's so many and like you said like for every person it's it's also their own thing that they have to deal with because we grow up with one kind of religion or maybe one aspect if you know you have cool parents and they're just let you kind of be spiritual but also teach you principles and Mm. stuff that's cool but a lot of us grew up with like different religions so kind of finding your own spirituality within yourself and your heart mm. and kind of teachings from each culture, each religion. How can it impact you? That's mm-hmm. kind of what I like to do for my own spirituality. I love that, CB. I love that because I grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic, Christian, and I feel like when it comes to, like, the spirituality, okay, I grew up in a very religious household and I was taught not to question things. Everything was like, you know, served to me. Like, this is Christianity. This is what you believe in. And I did not question anything until I met different people from different faiths, different everything, different lifestyles, different sexualities, different things that like in my faith, that in the faith that they, was taught to me at least, they were like, this is the rules. These are people to follow. If you follow anyone else, then, like, that's outside of, like, the rules. But, like, I'm so glad that, like, I'm spiritual in a, in a way that, like, I find love in everyone. Like, I feel like 
religion can sometimes constrict me in a way that spirituality is not constricting. You know, there's not really any rule to being spiritual. You figure it out yourself. You find what works for you. Meditation, that sounds great, CB. I'm gonna, I, I think that's something that I could definitely tune into. I have not been very meditative, but I definitely know the benefits of it. So, yeah, uh, period, yeah. And it's, it's almost like, you know, you, you just incorporate anything into your life. You make, you make anything a ritual and like you, you yourself, you know, you embody love, like what everyone, both of you guys do with everyone you meet. So oh, that you. itself <laughs> is like a meditation too, by operating from love. Aww. But, um, I also wanted to say how, you know, how you were talking about how religion can be kind of so boxed in and like constricting also tying into kind of how this education system that's kind of flawed in America mm -hmm. kind of makes us as children lose that creativity as mm -hmm. well because it puts us in a box of grades are the equivalent to success. Yeah, right. that's, that's a really interesting aspect that you brought up because I went and read a book. Called you read a book? Yeah, it's the first book I read, <laughs> ever read in my life. <laughs> and um, it's called Behold the Pale Horse, okay? And there's a, it's a guy who leaked a lot of CIA and FBI documents. And yes, I'm putting, getting my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, okay? put it on. Everybody put on your tinfoil hat. Okay, this is where the conspiracies start to jump out. But basically, in these documents that he released, he put them all in this book. And there was a point in the book that had me just feeling very shaky and scared but basically like how the way that the educate us is intentional to keep us like brainwashed mm. pretty much or subservient you know and uh a lot of times like with you know in america like when it comes to like christianity they just use it to weaponize people to like stay like beneath a certain power or to keep them just kind of like at bay and it's really interesting how like things like psilocybin and mushrooms and all that were demonized because you know it opens up your consciousness mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. if more people were conscious then they're harder to control so exactly true. it's very spooky honestly it's it scary to think about you, honestly like you can kind of see it like it's very like in your face it's just the fact that they tell you not to question it because mm -hmm. if you even know the redlining where, where you get an education, like where you live, the type of education you're going to get is going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. Your race, the type of the education you're going to get is going to be completely different. Even like sex education where they split the boys and girls in half. And they're like, boys, like, you know, this is how you have that. You do this. It kind of girls like stay, stay abstinent, stay celibate, stay this. Okay. So like, it's always going to be different education based on who you are. But you need, like, it's so important to do your own education. Mm -hmm. Like, life is literally a process of constantly educating yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. You can learn from being around other people. You can learn from listening to, you know, different videos. There's so many ways to learn. But, like, a lot of our education, you kind of have to take it into your own hands at this point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yes. But CB, okay, now I, I feel like we've talked about the music. And shout out to CB, we're definitely going to, promote you okay if you're watching channel. if you're watching this video please also look at look up cb look up super cb on youtube too That's on youtube s as in sexy u p e r s as in sexy e e b i yes. That's how you spell it if you're trying to find him on oh. spotify <laughs> definitely so kind of going back to like our cultures and everything so i think we talked a lot about like you know, things about our cultures that were kind of hard, like, for us growing up. Like, what do you feel like are your favorite parts of being Pakistani? Yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, the food. The food. You know, the food. <laughs> the food. I, I, I know you're going to say that. Yeah, because, I mean, we, we're all, like, foodies. We, we, we are foodies. We, well. we love, Oh, remember like, what Mama food. cooked for us? Mama did cook for us. <laughs> that was so Mama good. did cook. And, yeah, she really oh. threw down. Your mom, mm. listen, CB's mom oh, can cook. She killed it. She killed it. It was so good. Yeah. I might have to come back. Uh, yeah, we might have to stop by, CB. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, y'all also bust down in the kitchen. Like, y'all, Maria. 
even act like it's Naria. Uh, Naria is the best cook I know. I never the damn alive. Every Naria time you make food, like I'm just like I bring it home. My mom's always like wanting to try. Like oh my gosh, it's, oh oh yeah, CB. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Definitely the food. Mm-hmm. You have to get behind the food for sure. Yeah, Naria calls uh, cooking a labor of love. It is a labor. Because oh, she's, she's the, the best cook in America. Nah, baby. <laughs> Listen, everybody to the best cook, but you haven't tried Naria's food. Okay, so everybody. Ooh, okay, when is the, the cookbook coming out? Naria, what's oh, the cookbook oh, coh- coming out? Oh, okay, out. Actually, I love that. Actually, I love that. Business venture. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Naria's like, I can't cook, but cookbook coming out. Literally. <laughs> I'm just Literally. trying to keep I'm just trying to keep the, you know, the uh, the mis- the mystery going on. Oh, can whatever. Cook, can she not cook? Like, I'm not trying to confirm or deny. And also while we're here, we're going to we're gonna clear up some conspiracy, okay? Conspiracies. Ghanaian jalaf is good. Nigerian jalaf is good. Senegalese jalaf is good. Okay. But Ghanaian jalaf is the best. <gasps> <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there with her. I'm not even gonna go there it's with her. The best. It's just, I, I thought you don't cook. I know what it what good food tastes like, and I know that Ghanaian jalaf is the best. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't have to argue with her because everybody knows. Everybody already knows Nigeria's Nigeria's where it's at. Ghanaian jalaf is the best. I don't look, really like to get into pointless arguments, but mm. I will defend my country with my life. And that's oh, you gonna put your facts. life down? So two two plates of jalaf, if it's wrong, <laughs> your life is down. I'm, I'm, I will die for Gunny and Jalaf. Okay. You heard it right here on the podcast. She can die. Me, I'll, I'll die I have sense. It. I have sense. I won't be dying for nothing. Okay. It's not worth it for me, y'all. I ain't got to die for no Jalaf fries, baby. I can't do it. But like going back to some of my favorite parts of my culture, being Nigerian. Shout out to Nigeria. Okay. Um, love our soccer team. We did get second place in Afcon. <laughs> We um, lost to Ivory Coast. We did Ghania, lose to Ivory Ghana's, Coast. Ghana's uh, brother. Ghana lost to everybody. They weren't even on. They weren't even on there. I don't even. They didn't even make it. If uh, Ivory Coast won, it's like Ghana won. Honestly, crazy. Mm. Anyways, other my, some of my favorite parts. I think growing up being Nigerian, the weddings. The weddings, I don't know if anyone's ever attended a Nigerian wedding, but it should be on your bucket list. It should be on your bucket list. They go big. They go hard. hard. I was the kid who was on the ground. I don't care whose money they say it is. They say it's the bride's money. They say it's the groom's money. I don't care whose money it is. I'm not dancing. I'm on the floor swiping my, my dollar bills, putting them in my I'm pocket. I'm surprised you're away. not in jail for theft. Oh. Uh- Listen, lock me up, throw away the key. If that's illegal, I don't care. I'm taking the dollar bills off the ground even till this day. Okay? If you have a problem with that, do not invite me to your you're wedding. Gonna, if you go to somebody's <laughs> wedding and you pick up the dollars and you're over like 15, get I'm, ready to get your ass well, beat. Perfect. Because I'm I 14. This, I saw this girl. She did that and the groom stepped on her hand. <laughs> the groom like stomped on her hand. Hey, Wash is trying to grab the money. Well, it's a good thing I'm 14. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you kind of look 14, honestly. Yeah, I'm okay. still 14. Still forever young. Forever, forever young. young. <laughs> so, okay, listen, I'm I'm still going to do it. You have to be sly, okay? It's got to be sly. But, yes, the weddings also are very beautiful. Nair, what would you say some of your favorite parts of um, Ghanaian culture? My favorite parts of Ghanaian culture is the language. Mm. I really enjoy how... We communicate. I really enjoy just like the Ghanaian attitude. I feel like there's a certain, there's like a certain range of personalities, obviously, but I love the fire that my people have. Mm. Um, I love just like the music for sure. Music, I love the attire. Kente cloth is just gorgeous to me. Um, I love. That's what I really enjoy about Ghanaian culture. The clothes, the music, the language, um, the people, just how we act. And I just love what Ghanaians are known for. We're known for just being like super friendly, welcoming, hospitable people. And I feel like I definitely embody that. Buki has jokes. But I have no jokes. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say no. I, I don't remember making a joke. I don't know why you're giggling so much. Listen, I didn't say nothing. Nigerians, <laughs> we're we're known for being hospitable, kind, gentle. You know, we're known for being, you know, very known quiet. For being, known for being bush. 
Who? Who's Bush? <laughs> Nigerians. It's you. It's you who's Bush. Okay, listen. Yeah, we're loud because we're proud and we know. Okay, listen. This is the thing, okay, that people need to know. Okay? People don't mess with Nigerians like that. And you know why they don't mess with us? Because we're very confident people. And even if we're wrong, we're loud about being wrong. Okay? So you're going to have to question yourself. Am I wrong or am I right? Because no matter how wrong we are, we're going to be loud and wrong. Okay? If if we're right, we're going to be loud and right. Okay? No matter what, we're going to be loud about it. Okay? So you're going to know our name. No matter where we go, no matter what part of the world we're at, there's going to be Nigerian. No matter if you all see a Nigerian and where you're at, and right behind that Nigerian not- is the Ghanaian. <laughs> right behind them is the Ghanaian. Ghanaians are everywhere, just like Nigerians are. Uh, I was born in Italy, guys, and I'm Ghanaian. Wow. So we're everywhere, y'all. We're everywhere. They're, yeah, worldwide. Pakistan, how about Pakistan? Is there a, is there a large um, community of Pakistani people, like, mm-hmm. in Ohio? <clears throat> yeah, in Ohio, yeah, definitely. I mean, they kind of filter out, like, you know, in Canada and... You know, mm. other big cities too. I feel um, it. Yeah. South Asians are big yeah. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The Indian sure. community in Canada is huge. Um you guys know um uh Lily Singh, Superwoman? I do. I remember her. That YouTuber? Yeah. 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 Okay. I haven't She's seen Canadian her Canadian Indian. What what is she up to? I have not seen She's, her since I was a kid. She's making her money. Yeah, <laughs> facts. Making <laughs> her money. She's making her money pretty much. Yeah, oh. facts. Honestly. Lily Sings, we're coming for your bag. Would you say that? <laughs> CB, would you say um, Lily Singh is your musical inspiration? <laughs> she makes music? I think so. She raps a little. Do you ever rap? I mean, I think she's really um, sweet from what I remember watching her like in high As school. As a kid, yeah. Which was fun. Because, yeah, like I see nostalgic posts on TikTok of... Oh, you know, like 2016 core. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's so nostalgic, like kind of going back and seeing those pop up on my feed. Because, yeah, like those moments, it was like, oh, it's so it's like it's hitting on something that Mm -hmm. you it's like a a sensation you haven't felt in so long. Mm -hmm. It's so good to see. Like, I actually went back and watched some of my OG YouTubers. (laughs) Like, I want and you guys remember Simply Nessa 15? Mm. She was a a big YouTuber um, back in that? she's just a random girl from I think Arizona I don't and know I, 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 I love I, the 15 at the end of the username that, that's her username on that's YouTube cute. she has like two kids now and like I think I'm married so like just her progression is crazy she's only like three years older than me but damn I know yeah we're behind oh. Buki when are you gonna behind Buki, what when are you gonna get pregnant oh uh, me I'm <laughs> actually I, I was pregnant I am pregnant I will be pregnant I'm all of them wow yeah <laughs> Nara is currently pregnant too. Congratulations! Currently pregnant. Pregnancy. Yeah, and even CB. CB is also (laughs) pregnant. Love it. Everybody here is pregnant. Pregnancy. Bundle of joy. Bundle of joy. Speaking Speaking of joy. Um, when did you know that music was your passion? Like, how did you feel? Like, how did you get come into creating music as your passion? How mm-hmm. did that become your medium of artistry or creativity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there is definitely one moment that stood stood in my mind for that kind of place of just mm-hmm. like it was, you know, when I would be like a kid and listening to, you know, the system the songs that my sisters would put on the iPod shuffle that we had. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I remember when, you know, Lady Gaga released her Born This Way song slash album. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you know, I was like, you know, queer and didn't know what what the hell that was or what it is to be queer or Mm -hmm. anything, but just kind of hearing those lyrics in that song. Mm -hmm. um, You know, I know it's so many, it's for so many people it's like different people mm-hmm. you know lady gaga beyonce you know mm-hmm. a lot of people you know just resonate with those amazing talented people who release such meaningful music yeah especially for queer people right but i feel like that was definitely the moment because i was like okay like she has the power to you know make me feel seen mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. the first time like no other artist has so right. i know that this is something I want to do for someone else. And that was when I was maybe very, very young, like 10, Mm -hmm. 11. um, And I'm, I'm just now like starting to be in that creative space and release music. Yeah. And 2022 is when I released my first song, but I have known since I was very young that, you know, from that moment I wanted to do it, 
you know, and even before that, yeah. being able to see old VHS tapes of me doing like these Bollywood dances and just having, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the you have spirit to show of these. dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to show you all sometime. Definitely. But, I would love mm-hmm. to see you break it down. <laughs> <laughs> Bollywood style. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, you know what's so interesting? We we did talk about spiritualism, but we have to talk about that connection. Like, uh, music can be so spiritual. Like, Mm. I feel like the messages you take in, like, it's so intimate. It's like the music is like right up to your ear, Mm -hmm. goes directly into your brain, goes directly into your spirit. And it's really interesting that like what you listen to can program you in a certain way. So it's really important that we protect our, our ears, Mm -hmm. what we're listening to, what we're consuming on a daily basis. Because I, I know for a fact that some of the music that I've listened to has definitely like changed my consciousness like it's changed me some of it for the better some for the worse when i notice it's for the worse like i just switch it up but what i've realized is that like repetitive rhythmic catchy like music it just penetrates your subconscious on a whole different Mm -hmm. level it's so interesting Mm -hmm. like i'll listen to something where it's like a girl talking about like how she's on top of the world she's really that girl if you listen to it long enough you're gonna like internalize you're gonna feel like Mm -hmm. that yeah Yeah. and that's probably what gaga did to you no literally and i mean nowadays there's there's billions of songs out there on streaming services you know everyone is tapping into their creativity and it's so beautiful being able to see it um you know, and I hope that a lot of new artists can kind of be in that spotlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even like how you said of how music kind of can change your consciousness, your soul, and just like kind of hit you, you know, music itself, it's it's something beyond, you know, this world, it seems like. Really? Because it's t- attached to our ancient cultures, you know, in Africa and Asia, you know, all around the world. And, you know dance as well it's like the equal part of music is dance as well mm-hmm. it's yeah. how um, the music is flowing through your body how you're expressing it mm-hmm. in the physical sense yeah you know? and even honestly like music like it dates back probably to almost like beginning of humanity like literally music has always been a part of humanity you know and like mm-hmm. it's always evolving so it kind of like connects us a lot like to our past to our present to our future because eventually it's going to come a time like hundreds of years from now where people will be listening to music that is you know coming out now you know mm-hmm. music definitely tells you of what's going on in your times right now you know exactly. so like it's very much like a mirror of you know, our society society, as well. So like, I feel like sometimes music can be demonized. I I do understand that like, you know, what you take in is important. It is, but like music will always be that like artist interpretation of like what they're going through. You know, some of it's sexual, you know, because Mm -hmm. they are talking. Yeah. Sexuality is natural. It's natural thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Some of it is like, you know, spiritual. Some of it is like, they have like different mediums that they're trying to connect to. Mm -hmm. And like, I just feel like it's music is a beautiful way for people to tell me like who you are, like Mm -hmm. what you're going through, what happened in your life. Some people cannot just tell you straightforward, like, yeah, you know, I went through this and I was a child or I went through this, like I'm going through this. But through their music, you can connect with them. You can understand them more, you know? And even, like, I feel like they are able to connect with their audience a little bit. Like, you know, like, Beyonce. Like, I don't know Beyonce. I do not personally know her. But I've been able to connect to her through her music, you know? Lady Gaga, same thing. Like, I've never met Lady Gaga in my life, okay? But, like, you can definitely connect to them. You you can understand them a little bit more based mm-hmm. on their, their music as well. So that's very, it's a very beautiful process of just being a human and connecting to each other based on creativity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to 16 Carriages. I listened to, Literally? I know, yeah. right? I listened to somebody's interpretation mm. of that song, and it's just so painfully beautiful like mm-hmm. it's it's insane it makes and you feel it does make you feel yeah like not only the lyrics but the actual like instrumentals behind it the way it like erupts at certain points it's just really pulls something emotional out of you out of and you. it's crazy that music has the power to do that and i think that's why like you mentioned before like a lot of times music gets demonized because you know the powers that be know exactly how powerful it really can be yeah you know what i'm saying definitely Mm -hmm. definitely especially with someone you know as powerful as beyonce i love that she's kind of reclaiming these genres that are so 
you know, whitewashed, deep and whitewashed <laughs> and originated, you know, within black America. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well. A lot of the music that um, is popular and like considered white today was inspired or and or created by black people including rock and roll country, country house like a pop like a lot of those beats can definitely be traced back to um black people mm -hmm. and you know we have mm -hmm. you know appropriators like elvis and the like who've taken credit for those things and made the mainstream without giving the proper credit to the people mm -hmm. that originated it definitely and like i don't mean to go back to like the grammys and stuff like that but like it's just really saddening like when i think of beyonce that's probably like you know like or even like there's so many other artists like beyond beyonce is like you know rihanna as well mm -hmm. there's sierra i mean even beyond them like we who are we just talking about um you feel like oh she looks so beautiful now you that girl what's her name no oh. one. Oh, Tracy Chapman. Yes, oh. Tracy Chapman. Yes. yes. Oh, I remember yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. When it came out, invoked so much emotion in mm -hmm. me. So like, there are so many like, there's just so many different genres that Black people have been able to be very successful in, but to give them their accolades, it just almost mm -hmm. feels like it's deserved. It's needed, but it won't. It won't be given. Yeah, because be the given. powers that be do not respect black voices yeah and, and that's why we're kind of creating our own new world mm -hmm. you know where where we're gonna reinvent our education we're gonna reinvent you know these award shows but really what it means to be creative and you know we're a part of building the new america Absolutely. That's, that's what i talked to about you know my besties key jay mm -hmm. like on the phone shout out to key shout out to jay literally, love you guys literally but you know we and even us like our yeah. conversations we have like with lauren too and it's just we like this this society it's it's crumbling absolutely you know? absolutely it's, it's yeah the principles you know, are not sustainable not and sustainable there's sure. going to be a point in time where the paradigm is going to shift mm -hmm. and we're America has been around about like 250 years and that's usually around the time where an empire falls. Mm -hmm. yeah. So with that being said, with the cyclical nature of the universe, the universe, the paradigm is going to switch, especially I see it more in like the gender conversation mm -hmm. with women slowly becoming like reclaiming our power because, mm -hmm. you know, women, we are known as the creators of the universe and, you know, here comes patriarchy that took our spot, but obviously patriarchy is not sustainable because it's not rooted in logic it's rooted in hate yes. so with that being said i see a lot of the paradigm shifting with women a lot of women like divesting from motherhood divesting from marriage and relationships that's ex men. exactly and that's going to have an impact on our society we already see that in korea you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of women who have you know, opted out of traditional motherhood and traditional marriage, and it's left their culture to kind of like pick up those pieces. Mm. So there's always going to be a, t a time of reckoning. First, I think first it's going to be the, the gender of it all, mm -hmm. because I think misogyny is like the oldest form of oppression. Mm. And then with that, it's going to come the race. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. once we see that type of progress, because the world is split pretty much like in the binary man and woman. And then later on our, our background. So I feel like first gender, then our races and eth ethnicities will, you know, the power will be rebalanced. That's mm -hmm. true. And that's the intersection. There's so much intersection that comes with being a human. Like exactly. me, like, you know, like we're, we're all people of color, but we've all lived, you know, different, different experiences. Different experiences. Definitely. Yeah. But, like, I completely agree. Like, I I don't know how... I, I know that we're not sustainable. I know currently where we're at, we're not sustainable. Mm -hmm. There's so much drift in this world right now. Like, mm -hmm. you can feel it. You can see it. Social media, like, even just, like, the fact that, like, people are waking... Like, especially our generation, like, we are waking up. Like, what the heck is going on right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like... They're trying to silence us. They're trying their best to mm -hmm. silence us. But, like, we cannot be silenced. Like, we are loud and we're going to say what we have to say because we know that, like, if we don't say what we have to say, our generation is going to be the one who's going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. The next generation is going to be the one that's going to pay for it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely see how, like, 
the age group of you know our congress is the elderly and they'll, mm, they'll yeah. all die that's crazy they'll just all so die crazy to even see like and see see them like just do things in congress like clips of them on tiktok i'm just like those are people that have so much power in you know this legislation but also you know i mean I th that's the thing it's like a lot of people can get sucked into the rabbit hole of you know losing hope losing hope for what the fuck is this world like oh can i no, you can, yeah, you're good, you're good, see, you're good. So, you know, like, what the fuck is this world, like, that we're living in, like, all the truths are being exposed, like, you know, this magic bubble that was America with, like, convenience of everything, you know, has a horrible backstory, like, each product traced back to a horrible, you know, history, sweatshop or yeah. history and yeah. the backbone of all these buildings, you know, built off of who? That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. That's the thing about um, America that I will always say, okay, like, I do not think that, like, everyone believes, like, you know, America, it's a great country, all, you know, innovations, very innovative, you know, all of that, like, progress, uh, progression, it always progresses, all that other stuff. But the thing about it is that, like, if you are profiting off of someone else's disadvantage mm -hmm. then you're not it's you're not innovative yeah. you're not if you're going to be innovative find a way for it to be sustainable in a way that people are not being um used in order for or you exploited. to exploited yes that's the word mm -hmm. that people are not being exploited in order for you to you know make profit you know mm -hmm. because yeah I don't mean to cut you off, no, but yes, yeah, the exploitation of black people mm -hmm. is to blame, is to credit, like, what we have. The White House was built by slaves. A lot of the things that we see right now built by slaves. Yeah. Or, or even now, free Congo, yeah. free Sudan, free Palestine, mm -hmm. free free all these countries that are being used, exploited, exploited for the first country's benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot, and even though the slavery is not legal here, they're doing it, they're just doing it overseas. Yeah. You know, and it's really sad. It's sad that people just can't have their autonomy. It's sad that the place that our parents were escaping from, they just kind of run into a different form of exploitation. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, like, my parents, like, they did their best, they're doing their best now compared to like how where they started in this country compared to where they came from as well but like because of that american propaganda that they were fed where they're at because american media is everywhere you have this idea that you know people are accepting people are rich people are warm people are going to be inviting to you it's going to be easier than what you have you don't know what you have until you lose it mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of the times like our parents mm -hmm. like left their countries come here work their ass off just a vacation in the country <laughs> that they left They're from that's true yeah. or even just the fact that like Sometimes it's it's really hard because like we're here and you're we're struggling. My parents like they work very hard. They struggle for not just us to have a better life. Like we always consider our family who are in Nigeria too. Like family we always home. we always have to give back to our family who's back home as well. Yeah. So that's also a system of oppression. A lot of people are able to just go to college, no debt, you know, able to just build off of themselves. All of their profit goes back into themselves. But, like, I do not come from a family like that. I come from a family where, like, if you have, then you have to give, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I am privileged to be born in America, you know? I am privileged to have an education. And with those privileges, at this point, because of all of the exploitation and the oppression that comes with being first generation sometimes, like, I can't just build off of myself. I have yeah. to give back, you It's know? not that simple. Like, you may get to a certain level, but everybody you're related to is poor. Mm. Yeah. So you're, you're like profit doesn't stay in your pocket mm -hmm. you have a responsibility to the people that didn't get that opportunity absolutely yeah absolutely but i honestly like it some days it can seem like you know very you know i can feel very very like downcast and thinking about everything that's going on in the world mm -hmm. but like there's small things that you can do there's always things that you can do eat if everyone takes a small step it's it's a big step you know yeah like 
everyone knows like you know boycott starbucks because mm-hmm. they're you know profiting off of you know palestinian people's debt you know mm-hmm. boycott mcdonald's because like boycott a lot of these big businesses that are always profiting off of other people who have to be exploited for them yeah. to make their profit you know there there's boycotting there's also the speaking out like you know i don't have a large social media presence yet you guys follow Queens of Answer? <laughs> yeah, follow Queens of Answer. Not yet, but on like Instagram. It's always good to like you know speak up, you know wherever you speak have the opportunity. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's what's so dope because I'm just like I walked in, I'm just like okay, like we didn't even have a script and now nah, we just were, we were like come by. We we're, were just like, like we have like topics we wanted to touch, but like we knew that we talking to you deep. that yeah. we were gonna have a conversation within an hour. There's so much to be said. There's so much mm-hmm. ground to cover, and that's why we made Queens of banter because we want our voices to be heard and we're gonna have so many people on here who can also we can amplify their voices amplify their creativity and really just spread a message and we won't stop it we We will never stop stop. we we can't because you know like we we are rewriting um, like the new america you know for Mm. ourselves you know with our cultures that we all bring as first gen and as more immigrants you know come you know hopefully not like fleeing their country you know yeah from danger literally but you know just bringing bringing their souls here and having us be able to kind of create you know a new place for us to live in while we're here that's the thing like i feel like a lot of people have this perception that people come to america because like you know they want just a better life we would not leave our countries if we were not being exploited, mm-hmm. okay? Like, mm-hmm. if we had our basic human rights, our basic human needs met, you know, and we're able to have, like, some type of progression, some some ways to progress in life, I don't think that people would be trying to leave their countries. Mm-hmm. My parents did not want to leave their country because they were just like, oh, America is so great and better. They left because, first of all, the American propaganda that they taught that, you know, if you mm-hmm. come to America, you're going to live a better life. And secondly, because, like, there are a lot of obstacles that come from living in a lot of these countries mm-hmm. as well that um they thought that they could be free of in america but these obstacles are still here just in a different form you know a mm-hmm. lot of people have it so twisted too they think oh these migrants come and they're you know taking things from us why are you coming people don't realize like that are in rural you know i guess white america don't Middle realize america, why yeah. these people are coming and yeah. it's it's so crazy but i mean like I said, I hope that, you know, each city becomes diverse, even rural areas. I hope they become yeah. just as diverse so that people can meet yeah. new people, meet different cultures and realize that America should be the epitome of the melting pot of the of the whole planet of yeah. where we work together. We collaborate from all around the world and we're a welcoming country. That's yeah, that's where that's how it should be. But you know, there's so much racism and xenophobia in America when it comes to immigrants. A lot of white supremacist like talking points that you know perpetuate the idea that immigrants are a threat to the average American, and that's just a very extreme like take. thought. Mm-hmm. It's a very extreme take, and it's rooted in racism. Mm-hmm. Number one, we're co- they're constantly trying to perpetuate the idea that people of color are just so violent and vile, but the originators of violence are the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And who are the Vikings? Mm-hmm. White people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who colonized the world? Exactly. Well, yeah. Who destroyed so many cultures, so many languages, so many people's lives. Yeah. Know? And didn't even express that in our history. You know, a lot of us had to realize that nowadays, like with yeah. TikTok, with a lot of like informative people, smart people on TikTok who are mm. from our generation, yeah, exposing mm-hmm. what this creepy, like, yeah, we have so much in America and we're very grateful to be first gen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a lot of things for our convenience and a right. lot of the times our life is safer here, better here. But it's so creepy to think about what was really like, how is it all like kind of what's the roots of everything? I think yeah. a lot you know, of it's a it dark history. It's a very dark history. And I think there's also this illusion of America being safer than a lot of countries outside of it, especially with the way our gun laws are set up and the way that crime works in America. I just feel like there's this idea that you're better off here, even to actual Americans mm-hmm. that like you're safer here. And then they tell immigrants like you're better off here as well. But there's so many other countries that they don't 
don't have a bunch of propaganda. So we wouldn't know that the people in the Netherlands are like the happiest people on earth. And we wouldn't know that in Luxembourg, everybody is, you know, if you get pregnant, you get to stay home for like three years straight. That's awesome. (laughs) We don't know that. You know, they, they keep those sorts of things from us. And they really shoved down our throats that we are better off here and we shouldn't mm-hmm. leave. But honestly, like sometimes I get that itch, like maybe I should be an expat. Let me leave, let me pack up my bag, Same. go yeah. lay my head down in Ecuador or something. Because That's I mean, a, I mean, sorry. No, you're good. No, too. Go ahead. So, um, you know, I did bring this up to you know one of my friends, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you know she does mention how. Like, what really stuck by what she said is how, you know, like, yeah, it's it would be so easy and so nice to, like, leave, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, at the same time, what are we leaving behind? It takes so much courage. Could you imagine mm-hmm. that the, your parents, they made those decisions. I think my mom made that decision younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She married my dad, and he whisked her off to Italy. I mean, but for them, I think... It just comes from such a desperate place. Like, I would do yeah. anything to get out of here. Mm. But here we have so much of our needs met. We're mm-hmm. low-key comfortable. So We're too comfortable. So it makes us feel that, like, we have it good, you know? We I don't think we even have... It's it's really all propaganda because, like, mm-hmm. even, like, I don't even know what the statistic is now, but I remember reading statistic in one of my classes that's, like, almost 70% of black women are sexually assaulted before the age of 18 in America, mm-hmm. yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. So like with, with these statistics being so high, especially for people of color, like, and we all, and you know, we saw like all of like the, like, you know, Sam, the boys, we, we saw all of the killings of like, you know, black men, you know, broadcasting on TV, you know? Yeah. So like how much safer is America than a lot of these other countries? It's you know? an illusion. Like it's I an see. illusion. Yeah. It really is an illusion of comfort. Mm-hmm. And An illusion of safety too. Yeah. And they use the same people who are, you know, hurting our hurting our societies as a way of saying that like, oh, you know, they're they're protecting you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have this large military, we have this large mm-hmm. police force. When in reality, if we were not starting so many problems, we would not need such a large military. Yeah. We would not need such a, a large police force, mm-hmm. you know? Like Yeah, they wanna, you know, like treat the symptoms but never the cause they never want to like cure the disease they just want to put band-aids over (coughs) things but it's not sustainable it's not sustainable and like i'm very curious to see like you know we're we're all in like our Mm mid-20s and i'm curious to see where this world will go to like you know in the next few years but like i'm very i'm very blessed and very proud that i have a community of people around me that like you know like i have built genuine friendship genuine friendships in like a place where it's not fostered. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that community and friendships are really like amplified and emphasized as much as, you know, they should be. Mm -hmm. But, um, I didn't realize the importance of them until I had them. And I'm very grateful to have like the friendships I have CB. I'm very grateful to meet you in area. I can't like, I've made so many friends that like, I don't even know who I would be as a human being if I had not met these people. Like I learned so much from you guys that I feel like you guys have changed the trajectory of my life. There's people in my life who have just changed the trajectory of where I could have been if I've never met these people, you know? So, um, so I grew up Christian and I'm not religious anymore, but there was some sermon that one of a guest speaker came and said, he said, that there are destiny helpers. Mm. So mm. there's, um, so in the Bible, there's Jonathan who helped Moses like lead the people out of Egypt. And like, we will like set a prayer, like God, please connect me to my destiny helpers. And I feel like anybody like that prayer that I prayed, I, I think it's getting answered as an adult because I feel like I just keep running into people who are helping me, elevate like mike very mike shout out to mike yeah shout out to mike our wonderful studio director (laughs) yes who helped us with all this equipment yeah who helps us you know have this lovely production yeah it's so funny everyone's like where are you at we're like we're at mike's what are you talking about but yeah like it's Mm -hmm. just crazy like we would not be here there would not be a queens Mm -hmm. of banter if i didn't just happen to apply for a job that i needed 
to draw blood on people in the middle of the night. I started to shop at 4 a.m. And I randomly ran into Naria again. I was like, mm. ah, Naria Burpong, I remember you. Yeah. And now look at us years later. Or if I didn't just go to that party where they were like, oh, do you want to go to Hasib's birthday party? I'm like, I guess. So who's Hasib? And then I met you. And now look at us down the line. So... I am just so beyond blessed, beyond like before I could like, you know, I just cannot even emphasize it because you guys are just a lot in my life. You guys are really everything. Mm -hmm. And even some of my other friends too, which you guys will definitely get to meet, you know, like we're just here to banter with our friends. You guys like we're here to chit chat. We're here to laugh. We're here to relate and And just have like mm -hmm. real conversations. Like we, we are very fortunate to have these conversations you know, like with each other all the time, but even conversations mm-hmm. that other yeah. friends should also have with each other. Like, yeah. you know, always, always dive deep with your friends. Like that's the thing. Like, you know, I hope that our generation keeps in touch with ask deep questions to your friends. Like just, you know, press, press their buttons a little bit and yeah. see, see where it takes you guys, you know, and it, hopefully it strengthens your bond. Like, you know, that prayer of just like, you know, destiny helpers, you know, yeah. it's like, that's the beauty. You meet people and, they're from so many different places. They may right. not even speak the same language as you, but that's the thing. Their their soul shines through, and yeah. you connect with their soul. And you know, and that's another thing that music also has the capability of doing. Music and art and videos like this, it has right. is the power to transcend like those languages as well and those cultures and bring the whole world, the whole human race together absolutely i think that is so beautiful and real like when it comes to like getting yourself connected to good people it's a blessing for sure so many people have so much distrust amongst each other and that's really unfortunate and there's a healthy amount of skepticism you should have for anyone but when you get a chance to find somebody you feel comfortable being vulnerable with and having conversation with it's it's really a blessing and the whole idea around this podcast is like we just want to make the podcast that we want to listen to you know what i'm saying yeah like Mm. and i'm sure that you're it might be the same type of vibe when you're making your music like i'm trying to make music that i want to hear like i'm not seeing this enough and i want to be part of that process Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and even like i hope you guys do watch his video like, cause he put a lot of time, effort, and work into that. work into that. Yeah, and like you even reach out to people from our community who are even in their video yeah. too. Yeah. Like everyone looks so beautiful. Nas, Emily, uh, yeah. Dove, uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Everyone, yeah. everyone looks so beautiful. And the way that you were able to see your friendships and be like, wow, you are beautiful. And I think that you can be in my work as well. Mm-hmm. I think that you can, you know, amplify what I want to say. Like, that's why we're bringing our friends here because I'm of like, course, I think there's something yeah. that we can say that, you know, need to be amplified. And like right. through our friendship, Aww. we've been able to do that. So no, this is this is awesome. Like, I know that this this is just like the beginning of something so great for us three. You know, we're, we're young. We're in our 20s and we're embarking on a journey and even, you know, music and writing songs, but also even just speaking on a podcast, each episode and each mm-hmm. song release. Like, it's like you're you're on this journey but it's your journey of you it's your journey of your soul it's journey of other people it's the journey of the world itself in these conversations right um but it's all part of the creative process that i hope everyone can tap into even if they're like some logical square type person who loves like math or something yeah. like get creative with there's you, know? yeah, you can still that. be creative math of course there, of course there's yeah. so many innovative things we have right now mm-hmm. thanks to mathematics yeah. so mm-hmm. no matter if you're you have a scientific analytical brain which we we all do yeah, yeah we, we all have, do we yeah. all have like a scientific background mm-hmm. whether it's technology or like biology or psychology mm-hmm. we all have that in our wheelhouse and it's really interesting how that gets expressed like in our creative world too i agree Mm -hmm. yes but i'm glad that like honestly i do feel like 
that background does help me to be creative. Like I learning neurobiology, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was like, I guess this sounds sexy. I'm gonna take that, I guess. I was, you know, but like learning neurobiology, there was a lot of things. So I'm like, I still even know what the hell they were talking about. But mm -hmm. there were things that I was like, okay, like I, I feel this, I, I relate, I can see, like I can understand a little bit more about mm -hmm. the human behavior, the human experience based on that as well. So like there is, there is art and creativity in everything. In everything. Absolutely. In everything. Like you can, Literally. you can go anywhere and find art. You can find beauty in anything, you know? Right. So like, I feel like never, never tie yourself down to like, this is my one thing. This is who I am. Like your career should not be who you are. One thing is not who you are. We're all conglomerations of a lot of things. Like yeah. it makes us who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think this is like around like where first of all before before we end the podcast right. actually I would just want to say thank you so much to see for coming in you know like I really feel like it's not every we do love to kiki we be bantering y'all know that y'all yeah, know we be kiki but like this conversation has really been one of my favorites as well because like we were able to have like a candid conversation a candid conversation yeah. where we were able to like actually discuss things that affect us in our mm -hmm. everyday lives mm -hmm. and also like just things that like you know people don't always talk on and that are told that you know you should silence you know mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you, CB, have really helped us to, like, just open up a little bit. You're always opening yeah. us up, you know, find the shell and cracking it. C CB loves cracking the shells a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, for sure. And we know, Nara, you also love cracking shells, eggshells, because she's got in. But, um, <laughs> yeah, not crack the egg, CB, yes. I'm so glad CB's in on that. Oh. But, yes, thank you all for coming today for our episode of Queens of Banter. Join us next week. Um. Um, every Wednesday will be, you know, coming to you. But we love you guys. And Queens of Banter signing out. Anything yeah. for you, Maria? Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>